Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to the Fightful post-NXT podcast thing starring me, Alex Pulowski. Hey, we got to get a better name for it. Sweet and Sour Graps, I guess, is fine. But it's not Sour Graps because NXT is good. It's good. It's back, baby. Um, there's some things about it I don't love, but listen, it, it's, an, it's a WWE product. What are you going to do? Uh, it's so far leaps and bounds above Raw, uh, as uh, as Colt Badu says, um, NXT, the palate cleanser of Raw, LOL, in, indeed. Uh, it's so far above and beyond uh, what, what Raw is. And if you take the Roman Reigns stuff out of SmackDown, it's even better than that. Um, so yeah, this is, this, is, this is good stuff. And I, I'm, I'm genuinely intrigued by a lot of the matches. Uh, on takeover in your house this weekend, um, and we'll 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 preview them uh, when we get to the end of the show. Uh, everybody, please smash that like button, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, tap the bell for notifications. That's the thing I'm supposed to say. Also, uh, send your super chats as as Colt Badu did. Um, uh, and I will read them on the air, um, as as is as is the case uh, sometimes uh, with other shows. Uh, if you if you have questions for me, statements for me uh, about other things from wrestling that you want to just you know get in the chat with, I'll address whatever you guys uh, feel like addressing. I mean, within reason. Come on, guys. But um, yeah, uh, it's good. Let's talk about it. 
Let's talk about NXT. Um, NXT in your house, the the the, the takeovers, uh, it's it's all come together. Uh, a few matches added, one major stipulation and gimmick added to a match. Um, tonight, uh, it's it felt like we started the night with like f- three, four matches, really, and then by the end we had like I don't know what is it six. <laughs> who's who's keeping track? Um, but I, I'm 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 very intrigued. So uh, the night uh, starts with uh, Austin Theory versus Oni Lorcan, and uh, Austin Theory. The thing with him before he even got to NXT was, damn, this kid's really talented. Um, at such a young age, like he's 23 now. So he like first got signed NXT, what, like a year and a half ago, maybe more. He was very young and people were like, oh, this kid's really, really talented. And had he not had the stuff that he did outside the ring, um, I, I, I think he would absolutely be on track to be, um, something we could all really get behind. And that's the thing that like is, is tough for me because you see all these people who the people who uh, did the things that we don't like that then they eventually kicked to the curb. Uh, and then there are the guys who they did the things that um, we're fairly certain that they did, but there's no proof of, uh, and they're around and heavily featured like Matt Riddle on raw and, and Austin Theory on NXT, and you watch them and can't be can't help but be captivated by the talent, uh, but just wish there wasn't that thing, that cloud hanging over them. But I was watching this match and thinking, God damn, Austin Theory's really good. Like, he's got one of the smoothest, crispest... Is crispest a word? Most crisp? Can things be crisper than others? I believe they can. Crisp. Crispest. He's got one of the crispest drop kicks I've ever seen in my life. And then he did this thing where, like, Oni was up sitting on the top turnbuckle and he ran over to the, to the corner, jumped up, swung his legs over, bounced his his the backs of his thighs for like a springboard grabbed and did, did a, a, a a Spanish fly but it was like the way he did it was like nothing I'd ever seen before he's he's really really talented I wish there was not that cloud because I am not the type of guy who forgets clouds perhaps it would be easier if I was but I'm not um Pete Dunn walks down to ringside, uh, and Johnny Gargano walks down to ringside. This is, of course, this match was all brought about because um, uh, Oni Lorcan is like, my friend could kick everybody's ass. And Austin Theory said, no, nah, my dad could kick your friend's ass. And that's why this match happened, because, uh, you know, that thing. Um, so <clears throat> I-, I enjoyed the match for what it was. Um, it's this is why NXT is, and we'll see this later in, in the night. NXT 
gives you matches without really any stakes involved because nothing happens. Not, I mean, Orny Lorcan wins or Austin Theory wins. Nobody gets a title shot. Nobody gets a number one contendership. Nobody gets a steak dinner. First, first, first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. Second prize, set of steak knives. Third prize is you're fired. Um, nobody gets a set of steak knives or a Cadillac Eldorado. It's nothing. But yet the match is compelling because all they did was they took the, they took 12 seconds last week to introduce a reason why Austin Theory and Oni Lorcan don't like each other. And they said, next week, there's going to be a match between these two guys who you very clearly saw don't like each other. And also, a fresh matchup. Like, have we seen Austin Theory versus Oni Lurkin before? I don't feel like we haven't. So on Raw, it's like, hey, let's do the same four matches seven times in a row. And let's never give them a, 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 any kind of progression in the feud. Cedric Alexander doesn't like Shelton Benjamin because Shelton Benjamin is old and Cedric Alexander's in his prime. Let's also have Cedric Alexander cut that same promo four weeks in a row, basically, before their matches. This feels new and different, and the match ends uh, because Dunn and Gargano start brawling with each other and get, you know, try to brawl to the stage. And Theory um, gets distracted, kind of, and gets, uh, he uh, loses. <laughs> he loses, uh, he gets pinned, he gets hit with something. I forget what it was. Uh, and uh, Lorcan wins. Lorcan gets to stand tall with Pete Dunn on the stage. Gargano gets to check on Theory in the ring, and there we go. Um, I'm, I'm very, I, yeah, um, Joseph, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to try to pronounce the names. Okay. We'll see. I asked. Uh, Bungie? Bungie. Bungie. The guy's name is Bungie, I think. I like Boonge. B-U-N-G-E. But he's, he's since this paper chat, and I try to pronounce the name. Failed the first couple of times, got it right at one point. I think I got it wrong again. But uh, Joseph Quire Kire. The Q-U is so interesting with that I after it. So I'm always like, is that... Is that Latin of some kind? Joseph, Joe, Joey, Jojo. I, um, I, uh, yes, theory stands fly. G's indeed. G's, or is that G's? I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's G's. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm, when I saw it, I had to run it back, like manually. And then they, they showed it to me on the actual replay, too. He's really, really good. Uh, damn it. <laughs> it's one of those things. Um, so this uh, episode of um, Spanish Fly um, so this Spanish Fly this episode of NXT is um, brought to you by 
MTV's Cribs, or is it this episode of MTV's Cribs is brought to you by NXT? I I don't know. Um, it's now was it last week? Last week, right? Where LA Knight had a match versus Jake Atlas and lost. Prior to that, Cameron Grimes had a match versus Jake Atlas and lost, right? Jake Atlas, nowhere to be found. But L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes are having this match on Sunday. We'll talk more about that when we come to it. But it just seemed to me it was a weird thing. Like, we're not even going to mention the fact Jake Atlas beat these two guys. Why are these two guys the only ones who are in favor? You know, like, yeah. Michael Bungie, right? So Super Chat, that I just made his night by saying Bungie. There you go. Uh, anyway. Thanks, uh, Michael, for Super Chat. Uh, thanks to the Fightful Faithful for being here as we talk about L.A. Knight said to Ted DiBiase, I'm not a millionaire, not yet. Um, and yet, I mean, you can be rich without being a millionaire. But that house, man, that house that he's living in, that's got to cost. That's got to cost a million dollars in Central Florida. No, that's a million dollar house. That's at least an eight hundred thousand dollar house. If he's not a millionaire now with that car and that house and those ladies and the, the clothes, then he's in credit debt up to his eyeballs. What you what, like? How 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 extended are you, sir? How many mortgages do you have on that house, or are you renting? Um. It's a nice house. Um, he's uh, he's got two women. They're they're hot, and he tell he tells them a story about something, but it's not a story. It's like a prediction of how he's going to beat Cameron Grimes, and then he he laughs, and they laugh too, but they laugh too much. He doesn't like it. Um. So uh, he drives his, his little tiny, teeny weeny. It looked like a look like a Hot Wheels car, Mercedes Benz, and drives off. L.A. Knight is a big dude. He's six four, six three, two hundred and fifty pounds. Why are you squeezing into that clown car, my dude? Get yourself a decent sized vehicle. There's no reason to give yourself leg cramps every time you got to drive to the grocery store. Um, hey, Doc Hendricks is back. I mean, it's Michael P.S. Hayes, but it's Doc Hendricks. And so he gives a little promo for, for In Your House. It's nice to see Doc. I was promised Pettengill. At the, at the beginning, when, when you announced In Your House, you said hosted by Todd Pettengill. So I'm hoping on Sunday, Todd Pettengill is, is an actual host of In Your House. Because I I would hate to think that you would promise Pettengill and then refuse to deliver Pettengill. I also just like saying Pettengill. Um. So, uh, Legato del Fantasma come out. They look great. God damn it, they look fantastic. They're 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 a a, a sincerely great act. Um. Which means they'll probably be called up to the main roster within, I don't know, as as 
as as close to a couple of weeks and as far away from I don't know four months and then properly ruined. So stick around in NXT as long as you can, boys, because you're great right now. Um, but uh, yeah, he he um he talks about Bronson Reed ruining his uh, his their big old tag team match last week. So he says, uh, Bronson Reed, come out here. And Bronson Reed does. And uh, this is where we get to the raw stuff. I mean, why is WWE, like on a whole, like even in NXT, they're just, they're so clumsy at building baby faces. Like why this Bronson Reed is basically... I don't know, man. Like, it's... Hey, why don't we show that moment from last week where I embarrassed you? And we're going to show it 75 times. Hey, aren't you humiliated by the footage of me embarrassing you last week? (laughs) Oh, aren't I droll? Like, it's just... It's not a great way to build that. You know? I... uh... I, I I wish they didn't do that because I like Bronson Reed. I do. I just feel like he should not be like... Remember when I my big belly squished you last week? Here it is, and here it is again, and here it is again. It's just like it's not the best way to, to put over a, a big, powerful baby face. So Escobar's, uh, and like, of course, Escobar and Legado Fantasma have to do the thing where, how dare you show me video of a thing that happened last week? I'm so angry. And my two friends are so angry, they're going to go over and kick the bottom rope. That's how angry they are. I mean, it's, I mean, uh, if, if you have Bronson Reed come out and show that stuff, uh, Santos Escobar is like, what? Do you think that's the worst thing that's happened to me? Like, did you see a few a few months ago where I had that match versus Karrion Cross, and he tried to murder me? I'm still standing. Your 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 belly flop, squishing me against against the the chain link. Yeah. Good for you. Get in this ring and try it again. Like I. You got. You can't. Uh, I don't know. I. I it just. It's such a, such a lazy thing. It's such a raw thing. Like, hey, we brought video. Like, it's just. I hate it. But uh, it says, get in here, try it again. And Escobar uh, says, get in here, try it again. And Reed does. Uh, but uh, then uh, MSK runs down, and and they're gonna back him up because they're friends now for the third consecutive week. Uh and uh, so Escobar's like, nope. I'm going to leave now. Bye. Um, and she says, uh, how about this? You you guys like to mess around, and, and I, I should have known you guys were going to come and help. Um, how about this? The three of you versus the three of us and put all your titles on the line. Winner take all six-man tag match. And uh, this is a this is an interesting way of getting all the titles on the show. 
Um, I feel like I just saw Legato del Fantasma lose the title match, and I don't think they need another one, but what are you going to do? Um, this this becomes a thing now. Like, MSK and Bronson Reed probably aren't losing the titles, so to have this match, which will be a fun match, seems like a kind of a like, hey, okay, great. The, the stakes are high. I like the stakes being high. I wish the ending wasn't so conceivably um, uh, predictable, right? And then Hit Rose music came on. And I thought to myself, hold the phone, hold everything, park the car, hold the phone. Uh, uh, There's other things that need to be placed down because Hit Row is such an interesting act. Um, And I honestly thought when their music hit and they started coming out, that Hit Row was going to be like, hey, can we get in on this? And it was going to be a three corners, nine-man tag match, winner take all. And then you could have Hit Row pin Legato del Fantasma and immediately hot shot. Swerve gets the North American title and his two boys, uh, Adonis and, and uh, Top Dollar, they get to be tag champions all because... They're awesome. And they don't have to have a long reign, but it immediately establishes them as something because I think Bronson Reed is probably going up at some point soon. Um, but alas, they were just there for, for Swerve to have his <laughs> for Swerve to have his match. But I was so convinced they were gonna be like, hey, we'd like to also be in this match, this winner take all thing you guys are doing. And I was like, you don't get to tease me with that because I got so excited with the prospect of Swerve and Top Dollar and Adonis all with gold. Can we make that happen between now and SummerSlam, please? Yeah, um, Hit Row does not miss uh, Joseph Hure. Uh they they're, they're teasing a feud with Legato. Um, it's also they're they're teasing a feud with uh, MSK and uh, Bronson Reed separately together. I don't care. Get get me all of that in the ring together. Let's let's do all of those things. Um, I'm super into it. Um, So uh, we get Swerve Scott and Killian Dane. Here's another here's another opportunity for me to talk about this. This match was built last week when Swerve insulted Drake Maverick and Killian Dane took exception to it. And now they're having a match because we saw last week these two gentlemen don't have an affinity for one another and they'd like to fight, please. And so they have an opportunity to do that. Good, as opposed to randomly like last night. I don't want to go back to Cedric Alexander again, but then I want to compare it to, to Raw all the time. But Jeff Hardy being like, these young whippersnappers don't have respect for the old heads like they should. So he has a match with with Cedric. Like, that's the only reason. There's a reason for this match. 
And I, I, I really appreciated that. I liked it a lot. I'm a big, big fan of, of Killian Dane and of Swerve Scott and a big fan of this match. I'm, jeez, man. Um, it's a cool little style clash. Um, and Scott is just so charismatic. And the, the match, you know, is, is, is fun to watch. But um, I really, really enjoyed um, the ending uh, as much as, I, as you can. What I'm saying is I didn't enjoy the ending. I read my notes wrong. I didn't enjoy the ending. That was it. Because I love, I, love, I love Hit Row. But I don't like distractions. Um, oh, that's what I loved. Now I'm remembering what I wrote down. Okay. So, sorry about that. Um, Ashanti tries to get involved, the Adonis. Um, but Drake runs and does like a, a, a somersault senton on him over the steps. Um, and so Top Dollar just grabs him and does his, um, like his uh, reverse AA kind of thing. Or actually, it is an AA. Um, and he does, does it on, onto the uh, apron. Um, which allows uh, Dane to get distracted. Um, and he gets hit in the back of the head and then, or knocked, that's right, knocked off the top rope, something like that. I'm not really sure what, but the, since when is Swerve's finisher a running single leg drop kick? Like he's got other things. Like he does, he does that like the house call, like the the back drop kick thing to the guy's head as they're sitting up on the floor, which just looks more vicious than whatever he did to Dane. It didn't look like it should have knocked out Dane, unless he had loaded the boot. Um, didn't didn't look great. But after the match, this is what I loved because they are building these individual characters in Hit Row in very interesting ways. Adonis, who you'll remember, got somersaulted onto by, by Drake Maverick, is attempting to claw Drake Maverick's eyes out. I mean, not attempting to, but he would if he could get close to him. The reason he can't get close to him is because Top Dollar is like, no, it's not worth it. You're going you're gonna to do like a, a two-piece in, in jail. You don't need it. Let's not do that. Let's not let's not kill the little limey. Bigger things are on the horizon, my friend. Like I love because we've seen that before. Like um, Adonis wanted to kill somebody in their one tag match they had against uh, Davari and Tony Nice, and Top Dollar was like, "Hold on, hold on, it's okay. You guys, you get too excited. Just let me handle it." And then he then he crushed the guy. Um, so I really love Top Dollar as being the guy with his head on straight. Um. Uh, and and Ashanti being like fly off the handle, nut bar. Like I just think that's a really cool um, uh, relationship to set up between those two characters, and then Swerve getting to use that to his advantage whenever he needs to. I'm um, I'm in, I'm in. Um, so Pip, I almost said Pippi, Pippi Longstocking, Poppy. Poppy shows up, and Poppy, um, let me make sure I'm missing, I'm not missing anything. 
I want to say I'm, I'm not going to miss email. All right. Yeah. So Poppy shows up and then they interview Candace. And WWE Mark says, women's tag champs feud with an artist. Well, the contenders feud over the main title. Trash these tag titles. Weird go-home show overall. A shame. It was a little odd. I, I think I liked it more than you did, but I, I certainly will agree. It was it was it have an odd feel to it. Um, and you're right about the women's tag titles not being treated as being important. Um, they don't have enough tag teams. Uh, that was a problem from the beginning and probably why they shouldn't have created the tag team titles. Um, I, I only have, I only have good things to say about this feud between Candace and Poppy, because as it turns out, it's not a feud between Candace and Poppy more on that in a moment, but Candace LeRae is really pissed off about a Poppy, you know, getting all the attention. Um, and, Indy, who's, I don't know, checking her split ends for like the first 20 seconds of the of the interview, out of the blue goes like, I heard Dexter put on my headphones last week. Uh, he, I think he might still love her. He's, he cried. I'm going to run off and find him. And Candace is annoyed. If you wouldn't have read, you guys were there a thing to begin with. Um, and so she walks the opposite direction. Now we get to see Cameron Grimes um, in a in, a, in in his pool, in his mansion. Now, we know he is a millionaire because of the GameStop stonks. So we know he is a millionaire, unlike L.A. Knight. But he's got a nice house, too. Um, he, I, I See, I love Cameron Grimes. I do. Because L.A. Knight is unironically rich douchebag. Cameron Grimes is a guy who does not belong in this setting and tries to fit in as much as he possibly can while having the time of his life. Um, lighting a cigar, a huge Cuban cigar, uh, with a $100 bill and then coughing and choking on the smoke and then then not being able to keep down the whiskey or whatever that he's drinking. Uh, it's it's great. Just like you, Ted, I can I can enjoy a fine Cubano in my spare time. He's great. The reason that he's great is because he plays against all the st- all the types at the same time. It's different. Different is good. I like different because different, by definition, is not. More of the same. So there you go. Um, he's getting, he, he, he gets a massage. Then he pays off the girl so he can give her a massage. You know, the choppy choppy massage. Um, he's, uh, he, he rides off on a Rolls Royce. So it's, a, it's definitely a, 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 a proper sized vehicle. So that's good. So Mercedes Martinez is coming down to have a match. And Zia Lee attacks her from behind. And I thought, you don't need this. You don't. I was already in on Mercedes versus Zia Lee without having them seen them fight each other. Like, part of the allure is um, that they had that match like almost four years ago at the, the Mae Young Classic. And Zia Lee has improved so much and had a whole gimmick change. And now she's a Kung Fu master. And Mercedes Martinez is still his ops awesome badass. 
keeping them away from each other until the takeover match is what makes it special. Because I don't know what they look like in the ring together. I don't know what Xylee's kicks kind of what, what effects they'll have on on uh on Mercedes. I don't know if Mercedes could just throw a couple of forearms and rock a kung fu master, which she shouldn't be able to do. Um I I thought this was a huge mistake. It's one of my least favorite things on the show. They didn't need you didn't need to have this thing again. Have Mercedes come down and squash the jobber. Fine. And then do another little promo of, of, of Xylee on the on the or top of the stage or on the on the jumbotron, whatever you want to do. But they don't need to fight each other because I just now I just saw Xylee giving some stiff kicks to Mercedes Martinez and Mercedes Martinez shrugging him off. And then throwing some some generic forearms at, at Zia Lee, which Zia Lee didn't attempt to block. And she didn't attempt to block a big kick either. Aren't isn't she supposed to be a kung fu master? Shouldn't she be able to block a kick? Like in, in the story of the match, you could figure out a way to like have her get her uh get her bell rung or something so she's not she's seeing double whatever you want to do in the actual match but in this segment it kind of made me not as excited for the match on sunday which is a shame because i was because you know why it was something new and different with a backstory now the backstory is that zia lee attacked mercedes martinez before she squashed a jobber that's not that's not nearly as good as Zia Lee wants revenge for being humiliated four years ago. That's a much better story than Zia Lee insinuated herself into Mercedes Martinez's match. And then Mercedes Martinez stands tall, says, hey, you know what? She throws her over the barricade. That's her thing. Get this trash out of here. She's not worthy to be in the ring with me. And makes me go, yeah, you're probably right. She's much smaller than you are. Well, now I'm not worried. Now I don't want to see the match anymore. You don't need to do this kind of stuff, guys. Keep them apart before the pay-per-view. It's really easy. After she does that, she says, ring the bell anyway, and squashes the jobber in four seconds. Uh, she 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 yells into the camera about how she's going to beat her up again. Um, Mackenzie Mitchell interviews Brizongo. Hey, what's up? Like, uh, Walter told Imperium they had to, like, beat, it, beat you guys up. Um, and Fandango, who's back to being Fandango, the guy who, like, remember when Brizongo was amazing on the main roster? Yeah, I remember that. Um, and they were just hilarious, wonderfully stupid, dumb guys. And this, I've missed that. And this is it. Like, hey, what, what's, what's up with Walter? Why is he so mad all the time? Hasn't he been like Germany champ for nine years? What a wonderful way of, of a putting over Walter as being a guy who would be champion for nine years. And also letting you know that NXT UK is kind of like a, a thing that Fandango doesn't really mess with, which I think is fine. Um, they're going to beat Imperium. to so try and get back to the tag titles. Uh, Tyler Breeze has the goatee, which is interesting. Um, so, uh, Teddy Biasi's got his big announcement coming up and, uh, Regal and Triple H are backstage to talk to, to Dr. Poppy 
Hey, thanks for letting us use some of your music. When is your new album? You know, your new EP that involves lots of NXT songs. It's like, um, how about right now? She says. Oh, but she's poppy. So she says, how about right now? Um, and uh, it's like, really? You're gonna just gonna push a button on your phone and release your album? Um, yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's really great. It says, uh, what a, technology is so great. Um, and the best part about all all all, all of this, I think. Do, 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 do. Wait, 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 wait. There we go. The intangible one, Ryan B. Bad, 215, says Regal's expressions in the background during the Loomis Poppy Triple H segment were pure gold. Could use him at a Blue Chew ad read. It's true. I'm sure he's been learning from the master. But um, yeah, so Loomis shows up to give Poppy a, a picture he drew of her, and she hugs the photo, the, the picture, and then hugs him. And then Indy runs in and sees Dexter hugging Poppy and runs away. And and Dexter Loomis is just wide-eyed looking off like he's not really sure. So I'm not really sure what this all means, but it just gives a reason for, for you know, Candace to be pissed at Poppy. But um, Regal's impre- facial expressions were pure gold. Here is my impression of all of William Regal's facial expressions, okay? Now, those of you listening on the podcast... Just imagine me doing a lot of funny faces. There you go. That's that's going to have to suffice for your Weagle and Weagle impression this week because he didn't really talk much. He did he did say something or something. I will let this stand. Something like that. Um. So L.A. Grimes. Uh, L.A. Grimes. Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight show up, uh, and they're, they're walking in. It's like, you're the only guy, you're the only rich guy who lives under a bridge, says L.A. Knight, which is a weird line. But I'm willing to forgive him and just let it slide because the next thing is that <laughs> Cameron Grimes says, I'm so rich, I live under two bridges. <laughs> Which is just one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I love that line. Um, uh, so anyway, they walk in, and they're about to get a huge surprise. Uh, some super chats, just so I don't, I don't lose them along the way. Um, NXT is back, baby, says the nerd guru, save for the DQ, but I got Cole or Dunn leaving his champ while Cross goes to Raw and do 20-minute nonsense promos. Alex rules. Well, thank you, the nerd guru. I don't know if I rule, but I do rock. Um, and Matthew McCoskey says, I thought Cole was winning, but now I don't know. It's true. It's interesting. It's interesting. We'll talk more about that at the end. Uh, Seamus is on Raw Talk says uh, some say GYV equals uh, British FTR agree or disagree um, I mean there's certainly along those lines I think that there's there's some similarities I I really do enjoy me some Jim Drake but he's not on the level of either of the two guys in FTR like Cash Cash Wheeler the former Dash Wilder can do some amazing, amazing things in the ring. 
that he will only break out like once and then say on Twitter, I'm never doing it again. And I honestly believe that um, old uh, Dax is um, is one of the premier total package wrestlers in the entire world and just chooses to be one half of one of the world's greatest tag teams. Like he's so, so good. But I, I do love me some GYV. I just don't think Drake's quite on their level. Um, and I like Zach Gibson going, Soon to be recognized. Um, uh, some stupid punk sends a, st- a super chat. I'll get to that at the end of the show. I promise. So, um, Knight and Grimes walk out, um, and, um, DiBiase says, this is the takeover. You both prove yourselves worthy. Have they, Ted? Have they? Because they lost. They both lost to the same guy. They haven't proved themselves worthy. That's a weird thing. Like, I'm all for this match taking place, but the context of them having lost to the same guy who's an afterthought in this whole thing, why are they worthy, but the dude who beat them isn't? That doesn't make any sense. Um... So they drop a ladder down. So they're gonna have a ladder match. Well, if you're gonna have a ladder match, you gotta have something to pull down off the top. I wonder that could be what's gonna be hanging above the ring. Hmm. So he gets his uh, security guys to bring in a, a, a briefcase and he opens it up, and in there is the million dollar title, like the original million dollar title. And apparently they're gonna hang it over the ring, and one of them's gonna win. Um. Which brings up a whole lot of questions. Is this a title title? Is is this something that can be defended on NXT? If LA Knight were to win it, God forbid, or if Cameron Grimes were to win it, hope, 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 then would they defend the title? Would it be a title you could wear to the ring and defend in matches? Because I wouldn't mind that. Um, they have too many title belts as it is. I understand, but it would be it'd be funny to me just like see Cameron Grimes lose that title to oh I don't know somebody funny. Jake Atlas wouldn't be funny, but would actually deserve a title shot. So who who can carry the million dollar legacy is the big that's that's what this is going to prove apparently. So it's it's on L.A. Knight, Larry Knight. I forgot. His name is Larry. We talked about this last week. Larry Knight versus Cameron Grimes for the million-dollar belt in a ladder match at TakeOver in your house. Wow. Um, so Kyle O'Reilly and Karrion Cross are, are brawling. Um, uh, <laughs> Jen. Then Regal's like, no more of this. I'm serious. Kyle, Carrion, please now go to your rooms. Um, and no video games. Um, so uh, <laughs> uh whatever. Um, so Everrise is gonna um, they're uh hosting the takeover pre-pre-show before the actual pre-show. But just let them host the pre-show. What's what's the what's the big deal? Like they're fun. Let them host the pre-show. 
Why not? Like you, you, you give them time on your air every week. Like do something with them besides like, Hey, they've got this little YouTube thing. Nobody watches, but we're not going to do anything about it. Like help them do something. Um, they also mention, if you don't know, now you know, which is, you know, um, hit Rose thing. That's their catchphrase. So they mentioned it. One of them said it, and the other guy says, hey, well, you probably shouldn't say that. Why not? So I think on the pre-pre-show, we're going to get a match set up for the pre-show, which is going to be Top Dollar and... Um, and Ashanti the Adonis, taking exception to the fact that these two white boys, uh, who who are from Canada, uh, use their catchphrase. So now they gotta kick their asses. Um, I feel like that's that's a fine little pre-show match. Sure, why not? Let's do it. So GYV um, or British FTR, if you if you if you want, um, fight uh, August Gray and. This can't be how you say it. Eichmann? Is it Ikeman? I don't know. How, I, I'm not really sure. Eichmann Jiro. I like Eichmann. Apparently, this is a thing that I've only seen on... I don't watch 205 Live anymore. It's just too much wrestling. Um, I don't watch 205 Live anymore, um, but he's been teaming with August Gray on 205 Live, and the deal is that he never takes off the jacket. Like, he wrestles wearing a blazer. That's a thing. Um, they tried to, to talk about it on the sh- on the show tonight, but if you don't watch 205 Live or you don't like follow them on Twitter, which I do for some reason, um, you would never know that there's this there's this uh, fairly new to to NXT or 205 Live or whatever fairly new guy, uh, a Japanese guy with long reddish hair uh, who wrestles every match. Wearing a blazer. You would have no idea and no context for why this guy won't take off his entrance gear. Make, make a bigger deal of it, I think. Um, so Tommy and Timmy come down and, and sit in chairs to just to hang out and watch. Um, but it doesn't really do much uh, because Gibson and Drake, I appreciate this, are both of them um, smart, street smart wrestlers. And so won't get distracted and lose a match to the likes of August Gray and uh, a long-haired Japanese guy in a blazer. Um, I mean, Eichmann Jaro, uh, Eichmann Jaro, Eichmann Jiro um, does some pretty cool stuff. I like him. I think he's got some interesting potential. Um, what? I'm not sure because they don't really know what to do with guys like that. In NXT. I'm talking about like guys who are like, hey, you're quirky and weird. And we're definitely never going to push you to the top. So have fun doing weird feuds with people. CC Dexter Loomis. Um, so they had a ticket to Mayhem on, on Gray. And um, so Chomp on Thatcher and Gibson says... Um, Listen, we're only here for the tag titles. We don't care about you guys. We said this a while ago. You must have not been paying attention. Um, 
so uh, we're not going to title shot unless you go through us. So they throw their chairs at the ropes. I just love that they just throw their chairs at the ropes, like not at Gibson and Drake. They throw their chairs at the ropes so they bounce back toward Tommy and Timmy. Um, so Gibson has, how about this? No rules next week. Two of us versus the two of you in a tornado tag match. And oh, damn, is that going to be great. And here's where I can first say the little note. I won't be doing the show next week. Uh, my parents are flying in for the first time since I'm seeing my mom and dad. Uh, and they are seeing their granddaughter for the first time since pre-COVID. So um, they're flying in and they couldn't get an earlier flight. So they're they're landing during NXT. So I'm going to go pick them up at the airport because they're my parents. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll catch it and I'll, I'll be able to reference things, things that happened upon it when I come back and host the show, uh, the following week. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss next week's show, which is a shame because I would love talking about Tommy and Timmy dismembering GYV or vice versa. Cause who knows, who knows who's going to come out on top. Um, I'm not really sure who they're going to get to replace me. But I hope they're good. <laughs> they're good. Everybody at Fightful's great. Um, I'm looking forward to that tornado tag team rules. Tommy and Timmy in a tornado tag, sign me up all day. Um, so they did a little little uh, little promo for Bobby Fish, who's working the heavy bag. He's pissed off about Oni Lorcan trying to injure him. I haven't forgotten you, Oni, he says. There we go. So here's something that I honestly really did love. I did. And I should have seen it coming. Kirai. Of course, Kirai. That makes perfect sense. Kirai. How stupid of me. Joseph Kirai says its place is pronounced Kirai. There you go. I missed that before. Um, so Candace comes out and she's pissed. Poppy's hijacking everything. And it wasn't just for hijacking all of my segments. Now you've gone and 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 stolen Indy's man. Everybody knows that they're together. Everybody knows that Index is a thing, which is kind of funny because earlier in the night she said Index was never a thing, but now because it serves her purposes, she says it is, which is a perfect little heel thing to do. I uh, says, okay, so here's two things you could do here, Poppy. You can come out and face me, or I could beat your ass when I see you next time I see you. Um, and so Poppy's music hits. Poppy come out, and I'm like, are they really doing this? Like, I know the the Bad Bunny thing at WrestleMania, like, worked out way better than anybody thought it was going to. But I was like, are they really going to have Poppy wrestle? Versus Candice LeRae? Like, Candice LeRae is the one person I, I would choose to make sure that Poppy stayed protected in that match. But Poppy doesn't seem like the type. But here we go. She comes out and she says, I don't wrestle, but I know someone who does. And it's Io Shirai. This is great for a number of reasons. A, Io Shirai's back. I missed Io Shirai. She's wonderful. I'm so glad she's back uh, on NXT TV. Two, we know that Poppy and Io have a relationship because Poppy has played Io to the ring many times. At least twice that I know of. Um, isn't like her theme song 
by Poppy? I think it is. Wow. Um, but anyway, they have prior relationship. That's great. And the other thing that's fantastic is that Io Shirai is Candice LeRae's nemesis from way back. Candice can never beat Io. It never happens. She's her kryptonite. So when Candace sees that Eo is coming out on behalf of Poppy, Candace looks like she's seen a ghost. It's perfect, perfect storytelling. I mean, it's it's everything just falls into place. Like Candace calling out Poppy as a means to get to um Eo and, and Candace. If you just told me, hey, EO's back and it's gonna be her and Candace, I'd be like, haven't we seen that before? But somehow, when you set it up like this, Candace wants Poppy. Poppy says, I don't wrestle, but here's somebody who does, and it's Io Shirai. That's great. That actually is good story continuity. I like story continuity. Also, it leads to a possibility very soon from the nerd guru. Inject Io and Saray versus Candace and Indy, please. I'm assuming you want them injected into into you, your eyeballs, your veins, one of the two. Uh, also, yeah, that'd be good. Anyway, uh, so EO hits the stage and, and kicks uh, Candace's ass. Um, there you go. Um, so we have the last two segments, uh, the match, last match, and the last segment of the night. So I'll talk about those. But first, I'm going to hit some Super Chats. Please send me Super Chats, guys, and I will address them on the air. Cheering for Brooklyn, not the Nets, Justin Lopez. That's all I have to say to that. With rumored call-ups happening, besides the women in the next team, I don't see anyone on the men's side making a difference like the guys they released could have. Well, listen, they they were never going to do the things we hoped they were going to do with the guys they released. Like, especially I'm thinking of Murphy and Aleister Black. Um, they just they just weren't because they they spent all that money and time getting together a big return program for Aleister Black and then fired him as soon as he started coming back. So they were never really serious about him. But the guy who I honestly feel like... Uh, when it make a difference, that's different. Be used all the time, like like immediately be put into like a at least a mid card title type push. That's carrying cross. Yeah, that's carrying cross. Um, they, when as soon as he as soon as he winds up on the on the main roster, he's gonna do all kinds of spooky shit, and they're gonna they're gonna put him up. I like feel like I feel like this fatal five way on Sunday is being booked the way it is to get that title off of him so he can go up to the main roster and be there by time for SummerSlam. Have his big time debut at SummerSlam. I think they're going to try and push him to the moon. It's not going to work, but I think they're going to try and do it. Um, anybody else? I think that Bronson Reed, I still I still have faith uh, in him on the main roster. Um, make a difference is a really different, difficult question. Nothing's going to make a difference as long as Vince is there. Nothing. Because he's the one in charge of the of the of the of all the creative of all the stuff that gets things moving. No, nothing's gonna make a difference. But you're talking about guys who get who, get, who could get used. 
Um, there are plenty of guys who could get used, um, but I'm really sure about being called up. Although the one that, w- that was rumored was Mercedes Martinez going up to be uh, the diesel to Eva Marie's Shawn Michaels. It's just a weird thing to think of Eva Marie being something akin to Shawn Michaels, but being her bodyguard, I think is a I think is a is a very f- that's a fine way to do it. If you want to do it that way, fine. And Mercedes Martinez uh, losing to eat to to um, Zia Lee on Sunday could be the catalyst for that. Um, uh, <laughs> the nerd guru says, "Fly off the handle, nut bar." Coming to Raw soon. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, it's true. Also, like, if there was like a, a, a chocolate bar, it was packed full of nuts, like a like chocolate with like nougat and all kinds of nuts in it, and it was called Fly Off the Handle. You'd buy that bar. You'd buy it. You'd buy it. Um, uh, cheering for Brooklyn, not the Nets. Justin Lopez mm. says, "I thought Grimes w- was tremendous in that segment." He was. Grimes is always tremendous, which is why I'm so concerned they're going to put over Larry Knight and have Larry Knight win that damn match. Um, uh, <laughs> some stupid punk said, what's a poppy slash poppy? Is it like a bad bunny? Uh, if, you don't, if you don't watch NXT, poppy is, uh, she's a very odd... Uh, she's just she's quirky. She does some interesting songs. She's she's very she's very soft spoken. She kind of talks like this, and that's that's as loud as she ever talks. Um, yeah. Uh, the nerd guru says tornado Tommy and Timmy is gonna hump. Yes, it really will. It really will. Really, 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 really well. Um. Okay, great. All caught up on Super Chats. If you want to send some in about the uh, women's tag match, um, women's women's, women's uh, match, Ember versus Dakota, or the big closing thing, we'll get to that in a bit. I think I want to make sure I not lose it forever. It's gone. It's Is it gone? There you go. Okay, I'm, I'm still waiting to get to yours. Some stupid punk. We're going to talk about that at the end. All right. Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai is really great. Uh, I think that Dakota Kai is one of those women who will, I think, will wind up working the way the bulk of her WWE career in NXT. I think she'll get called up at some point and then lost in the shuffle. I think she should be near the top of either Raw or SmackDown. Uh, and I think she's going to settle in like right around Naomi levels, which isn't bad. Naomi was a couple of time tag team champions, but not recently. Um, like she, she'll be like firmly below the Carmella level somewhere around Liv Morgan. That's not good enough for Dakota Kai, which is why I'm like, take all the time you want, but she is a fantastic worker. Uh, I really love her a lot. And Ember Moon's like been a, listen, if you, if you, if you know of the fightful lore, there's a reason why there's a catchphrase that apparently I started without meaning to start, which is, where does Ember Moon fit into all this? 
when she was on the main roster and languishing in catering, but was obviously one of the most talented women on the roster, I got so upset when they would pass her over time and time again for major pushes. And then she got hurt because they asked her to be a jobber chasing the 24-7 title, and she slipped and blew out her Achilles, which could have ended her career, but she showed back up at NXT, and she's looked great ever since. I'm really happy she's getting this title match versus uh, versus Raquel. I thought this match with Dakota Dakota was great. Really, really good stuff. Um, and then it had to, like, you know, it's WWE, so you got to end it the way they ended it. Um, you, you could have easily had... Um, the thing happens on the outside where... Um, where Raquel comes face to face with Ember on the outside and Raquel looks in the ring, notices the the ref is distracted and then she tries to throw a punch and, um, or tries to throw a big kick and it gets ducked and Ember decks her with a punch. Ember should go in, hit a big move on, on, on Dakota and hit the, the um, eclipse on Dakota Kai and pin Dakota Kai. You're not protecting Dakota Kai for anything right now. She can get pinned. Okay? And if you have to show somebody take the Eclipse a few days before TakeOver, for God's sake, it shouldn't be your champion. Show the fact that Ember Moon can hit the Eclipse on Dakota Kai and get a pinfall with it. It is a move she can hit, and when she hits it, it's all over. But she, like, we already saw the one time where uh, Raquel got her up into the big powerbomb position, and then Ember Moon countered it into like a dropping half eclipse. We saw that already in a match between these, between like a, in a tag match. We saw it, it was a really cool move. You don't have to have her do it every time Raquel gets her up into that position because then it becomes a thing that we're all expecting. And you don't need to have Ember hit the Eclipse on Raquel. You just don't. Like, I'm a big, big proponent of keeping people as far away from possible as possible from each other before the big pay-per-view match. But it's not a pay-per-view match anymore. It's a thing that's on the cock. You know, like, who cares? WWE doesn't care. Like, we're trying to pop a rating, maybe. But who cares if people... Like, it's not even their network anymore. If people... Sign up for the cock or not? Who cares? We already got our money. You know? So, unfortunately, they, they like to throw people at each other before the pay-per-view. And that's what we got. That's what we got. Um... <clears throat> So there's a disqualification. Ember Moon looks stands tall, looks great. Almost certainly going to lose this match versus Raquel on Sunday. It'll be a great match, a great match because Ember Moon. I don't. I think these two women will work really, really well together. Um, Cross is out there with uh, with Regal. It's like Regal's like they've been brawls all day. So he says. 
Listen to me. This will not happen. I promise you. You have to stay. You go away. And we're not going to do this. Not here and not now. I'm in charge here, not you. And Cross is like, you're not in charge of anything. Um, and he's, he, he talks a big game. I'll, I'll give him that. Talks a big game about how, 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 uh, how much of a badass he is. Um, and, uh, and then uh, Kyle O'Reilly comes out and says, you're not that much of a badass. And then uh, um, says, like, you, you, you're, you're very thin-skinned. It was obvious last week. Um, and then um, Johnny Gargano comes out from the crowd, stands on the announce table. He breaks a pen in Regal's face. A pencil. I love that is now like a taunt. A signature taunt from Johnny Gargano is I'm going to break a pencil in your face. I, I unironically love that. Um, but he says, ooh, sick burns. Uh, you, you're, not, you're not as good as me. And then um, Pete Dunne says, all right, all right, everybody stop talking. I'm here now, and I'm the baddest man in NXT. I dare you to prove me wrong. I'm going to beat you on Sunday, and I'm going to be champ. Uh, and then Adam Cole comes up on the screen. It's like, if you think I'm going down to that ring uh, after I humiliated all of you and you guys want to get vengeance on me, I'm not doing that. Um, you know, they, they mentioned a bunch of times about how uh, Cross got his ass handed to him in that promo battle with, uh, with, with Cole, with the gas station weasel last week. Um, that was the best thing that he could manage was calling Cole a gas station weasel. Meanwhile, Cole ended his life with that whole, you're only special because of the entrance and the fog machine and the girl and the music. And I'm special because they rang the damn bell. Still love it. Um, so there's a big brawl because of course there is. And there's a bunch of security dopes who get involved and they get tossed around because of course they do. And then, um, Karrion Cross stands tall until Adam Cole from out of nowhere with a big super kick and then uh, last shot and then gets to stand tall with the belt. Um, so Adam Cole definitely not winning on, on Sunday, according to the, the old lore. Um, before I do a, a, a preview of, of all the matches, I can remember all of them. Um, I wanted to hear something from some stupid punk. Who says, so, Alex, my captain, my guy, what do you feel about Shayna getting possessed by Lily, teaming with Alexa, and then facing Nia and Reginald for, for, for titles? Well, um, well, I, I don't think Reginald should ever hold women's tag titles. That's a, I'm, that's a hard and fast rule in my book. Reginald should not hold women's tag team titles. Um... As far as Shayna getting possessed by Lily, um, that's the only possible avenue they have from here after last night is that Shayna becomes possessed by Lily and it becomes like Alexa Bliss's personal golem, like a Terminator-like creature that can be summoned at will to destroy people and inflict pain on others. For the amusement of her mistress, Alexa Bliss. That's the only thing they can they can do after this that that would really even make any sense. I mean, as much sense as you can make when like a feared MMA fighter is hiding from a doll in a conference room. 
I mean, that match, Alexa and Shayna versus uh, Nia and Reginald might happen, but please don't let Reginald anywhere near the women's tag team titles. Just, just as a rule. Um, so, um, oh, uh, Matthew Mikowski says, golden comment. Dunn wins, then Brian comes out. I don't know. It 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 might it it no. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen, but wouldn't it be great? It'd be so great. Uh it would it would be great, but I don't think it's gonna happen, unfortunately. Uh, shed a tear for my for for my uh for my heat. Alex, do you think the Bucks still have a chance winning this year? And if not, what can they do in the offseason? Oh, they don't have a chance at all. No. They, they might actually win one of the next two games at home, my Milwaukee Bucks. But uh, then they'll go uh, back to Brooklyn for game five and uh, get annihilated. Um, and if they somehow were to were to like push it to six or seven games, like – that would be what a triumph. That would be they're they're not winning this game. They're not winning four out of five games against the team that completely undressed them on national television in that last game. They no, they're not then happening. What they're gonna do? They're gonna fire Budenholzer, like they should have done two years ago. That guy is terrible in the playoffs. He doesn't make adjustments. He never has. Look, look at the stuff he did for the Hawks when he was the coach of the Hawks. He can't make adjustments. Fire Coach Bud. You should have fired him at halftime of game one. Anyway, that's my basketball talk. So, the f- uh, let's see here. Da, da, da. All right. So, there's a winner's take all match. Uh, Bronson and the two the two kids. Bronson and MSK are going to win. Uh, Raquel's going to beat Ember Moon. I think we're all right. Um, I, I really, I really got to pick Cameron Grimes. Although I think they're going to make fun of him and make him into a comedy act. I think the the the, the next the the arc is going to include um him losing all of his money and becoming destitute and homeless and a hobo living under a bridge for real. Like that's we all recognize that's where this is eventually going. Like he's going to have a rags to riches back to rags story. And they're going to want us to laugh at him while that happens, which is going to be really cruel. Not to get like um, socio-economical, but a lot of people are going to be evicted when those eviction moratoriums uh, come end, we're going to have a lot of people homeless in this country who were not homeless at the beginning of COVID. So they're going to have, probably, they're going to have Cameron Grimes living in a van down by the river and make us all point and laugh at him. And that's going to be really friggin' tone deaf when they do that. Yikes. Um Senator Guru says, I really hope some of them are shooting on cross because of how much Cole and Gargano say he can't wrestle. I found that hilarious and accurate. I mean, she can do some things. 
He's not terrible. He's not Dominic. He's not terrible. He's just not this. Not the thing they insist he is. That's my thing with him. That's my thing. Uh, Zaylee has to beat Mercedes Martinez. That that has to happen. There's only one option there. Um, there you go. Uh, and they didn't announce Poppy. They didn't announce EO versus Candice for, for TakeOver. So I'm assuming that's coming later. Um, and that's it, right? I think there might be a tiny chance that they that that they want Raquel on the main roster right away because she's just so interesting. And if if they don't have plans to like bring Sasha back and do a feud with with um with Bianca like immediately um, after Bianca beats Bailey, um, Raquel showing up on SmackDown and coming for Bianca's title might be a lot of fun. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know how they're, what they're doing, but if they do have uh, Ember beat Raquel, it'll be because Shotzi comes out and interferes because they love interferences with their returns. The Fatal Five Way. I don't care as long as Karrion Cross loses. I honestly don't care which of those four guys wins. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I I don't put put it on any of them. Have the have them have them all pin Karrion Cross, and then they can split custody of the belt. They can share it. They each guy each guy gets it for a week. All right. Oh yeah, they also uh, they teased uh, Raquel versus EO as EO was was exiting with Poppy. Raquel was going out there for for Dakota's match, and they had a moment where they like looked at each other up and down. So they're definitely going to do that again at some point as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's that's NXT. Um, I won't be here next week. Somebody will. It'll be. It'll probably be a still pretty pretty good show. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. A Tommy and Timmy. And a tornado tag's gonna hump. Enjoy um takeover in your house. Um, let's all cross our fingers. The carrying cross loses so that his dream of being brought to WWE Raw can be fulfilled, and uh and Scarlet can have matches versus Alexa Bliss in in inside an alternate dimension. I don't know. Um, please, everybody, uh, subscribe to Fightful Select. That's the best way to, su- to support us. We had an amazing milestone of 2,000 subscribers. It's the best source for wrestling news. I really believe that. I'm not just saying because I, I work for them. I, I, was, I was a day one hire at Fightful, and I am so proud every day that this is the wrestling company that I get to gab about wrestling for. Um, and f- best way to support us is Fightful Select. Um, so thanks, everybody. I will see you in on this this show in two weeks. I'll see you yelling about um, MMA fighters being scared of dolls in, in just a little bit. 
over on Fightful Select where I talk on Sour Graps about Raw. And oh, Jesus. NXT is great, but everything else sucks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.